0: USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. Sources say House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is expected to urge Republicans to back a short-term funding bill with disaster relief that could avert a partial government shutdown. This after Republican lawmakers blocked another stopgap bill yesterday. The U.S. is on the brink of a fourth partial shutdown in the past decade as the chamber has been unable to pass legislation to keep the government funded after tonight. More than 25,000 workers are on strike against Detroit automakers after another 7,000 walked off the job in Illinois and Michigan yesterday. United Auto Workers expanded its strike to put more pressure on Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis. The strike is entering its third week. A massive wet weather system is moving on from parts of the Northeast, but plenty of damage was done, and there's a heroic rescue to report in New Jersey. Folks who live in the Northeast looking to dry out after record rain hits towns in New Jersey and New York City. Flash flooding, a huge problem in Brooklyn, and water cascading into the New York City subway system, causing flooding and signal issues in the train system. Flooding on the Grand Central Parkway as people tried to get to LaGuardia Airport to catch flood. Record-breaking rain over at JFK Airport, where almost eight inches of rain hit. In Fairfield, New Jersey, about 25 miles from the city, a man rescued by a police officer as his car fills with water. The officer putting the driver on his back and carrying him to safety in waist-deep water. Laura Winters reporting. Authorities in Illinois say there are multiple fatalities after a semi-truck carrying toxic anhydrous ammonia overturned and crashed into several vehicles on Highway 40 southeast of Springfield last night. Residents near Tutopolis have been evacuated due to dangerous air conditions. Hazmat crews have been working to contain the toxic chemical. There is no word yet how many people died or were injured. This is USA News.
1: Hi. This is Michael, creator of Michael's MNP Supplements. Let's talk energy. Do you wake up tired even after a full night's sleep? Does keeping up with your family and or your job leave you exhausted by noon? Do you find yourself turning way too early in the day and too often to caffeine loaded drinks
2: just to get you through it all? Why not turn to Michael's MNP's energy? There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers' rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866509 term 866509
0: term 866509 t e r m A former contractor for the IRS is charged for leaking tax information to news outlets about thousands of the country's wealthiest individuals. The Justice Department said 38-year-old Charles Littlejohn of Washington, D.C. is accused of stealing information off tax returns and giving it to two unnamed news outlets. Court documents state the organization's published articles based on records, some which dated back more than 15 years. The former contractor faces up to five years in prison if convicted. Reselling concert or sporting event tickets, you may have to pay taxes on that income. The IRS is implementing
2: stricter regulations for ticket resellers. According to an updated form, individuals who earned over $600 from ticket resale must now declare that income as taxable. This change comes in response to a surge of grievances regarding ticket resellers inflating
0: prices, notably for events like Taylor Swift's recent Eras tour. John Schaefer reporting police in Las Vegas announced an arrest in the murder of rapper Tupac Shakur, Dwayne Davis has been arrested in the 1996 murder of the rapper who was shot at a red light near the Las Vegas Strip. The Navy will begin random testing of special operations forces for steroids and other performance enhancing drugs starting in November. Those who test positive face discipline or removal. The commander of the Naval Special Warfare Command called it necessary to protect their health and military readiness. The Army is expected to follow suit. I'm Jeremy Scott, USA News.
2: You know that Big Bargain detergent jug is 80% water, right? 80% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients.
0: Oh, pass me the intercom thingy.
3: Attention shoppers, if you want
4: a real deal, try Tide Pods. Don't pay for water,
0: pay for clean. If it's got
5: to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods. Water content based on the leading bargain liquid detergent.
7: Following is a live, copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host Frederick Penny, attorney at law, and now Radiolawtalk.com. Good morning,
8: everyone, and welcome to this. What is it? Saturday, July, July, July. Well, we're not in July, September 30th edition, 2023 edition of Radio Law Talk. I'm Todd Kunin sitting in for Fred Penny, who's on assignment, Denise Dirk's on assignment. So sitting in her usual position of prominence and gearing up with the... uh, scornful looks to take Denise's place which usually happens every time I even come close to telling a joke is uh, Garrett Penny. Garrett, how are you?
9: I'm fantastic. Good to be back. I always love when I get to sit in and visit. Yeah, we love having you here. We're going to we're going
8: to talk a little bit about the law. We'll talk uh, we're going to get into a little bit of a discussion about about uh law prep to become a lawyer. Undergrad work and and I like it when Garrett comes here, because we, we could talk about things that are
9: like, what is different? <laughs> you mean things that are actually applicable in life?
8: Yeah, things, <laughs> what is
9: different about being a lawyer
8: from what you, something that is common to being a lawyer that you never would have thought before you were a lawyer, we'll get into that, but we also have the uh, the smooth, silky sounds, the voice behind the glass, Cal... Uh,
7: Dulcet would be a good, but th- thank you, Todd. <laughs> hey, good morning, everyone. So Garrett, you have been a lawyer for how long? Four years. That seems like a long time. It
9: seems like, uh, yesterday.
7: How long did it take you to get from high school senior
9: to getting your, your, you know, your jurisprudence and then your actual ticket? Well, so it's uh four years undergrad, which I did in four years, which is traditional. And then three years of law school. And then, uh, I passed the bar, Sure. So I guess I graduated in May, um, studied April, May, June, July, took it in July, and found out in November.
7: Eight years.
6: Yeah.
8: <laughs> I, I, I love
9: what he wow. said there.
8: Uh Four years of undergrad work, which I did in four years, which is traditionally. Notice the, notice the word traditional there. Yeah, I like that. Unlike folks like me, yeah, I got my four-year degree. Uh, let's see, I graduated in high school in 1986, got my degree in 95.
9: Yeah. <laughs> I,
8: I had a few detours along
9: the way. I, I, very rare do you find someone that does it in four years nowadays. It's always five. Oh, yeah. Be, be, there's,
8: there's so much that depending on the school that you go to, you got these prerequisites and, and that you have to take and then you're competing sometimes with folks that all want to take the same class. You ever have that where you you, oh, you yeah. go to register for a class. It's a core class you know you need it to get your degree and, and you're online. And this is back in the early days of online for me back in the um, 90s but you, you'd schedule and you'd wait and you'd have to find out in the mail whether you got the cl- into the class that you wanted to get into.
9: <laughs> oh, I, I could see and I, I remember you could see how many people were in the class, how many people were on the waiting list. And the, and the problem was the athletes got priority. So they were first, they always got their classes and then seniors and juniors, sophomores, uh, freshmen. And the best way you could do it is if you knew an athlete or you knew a senior, they would get on the class and then they would drop it and you'd jump on at the same time.
7: Oh, good one.
9: So, if you, if you knew that, then then you could get in.
7: So even then, you learned how to game the system.
9: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just practice
7: for what, what I do now. Well I, well, I wonder what
8: it's like now in college with the transfer portal. Oh yeah. You know, oh, it's yeah. oh, well, an athlete had the spot, but then he he, he played less than fifty percent of the snaps during the season, and so the next thing you know, he's playing on the other side of the country, right?
7: Yeah. So, so can people pre- prepare? To get a law degree by going to junior college first, because that's the recommended these days to save money on the crazy cost of college, is either get a great scholarship or start at a JC or something local or closer to home.
9: The funny thing about a JD is, it's, I think it's one of those only careers where your undergrad doesn't matter. I mean, I took Spanish as my major and family life as my minor. Why? Because Spanish, uh, I learned Spanish, so it was easy classes for me. And then I had, because I tested out of you know, 20 credits of Spanish. I, was eight, I had to take a minor, so I took Family Life minor. So it was the quickest, easiest one. I can get the best grades. That
8: is, that is hilarious. Hmm. I, I, mean, I did the same thing, only it wasn't Spanish. It was, uh, I, I have my degree in Japanese, Yeah, and I already spoke Japanese, and so it was uh, the quickest way for me to get my degree. But I did the undergrad route. Cal was talking about undergrad. So I, I, I knocked out – this was something I'm trying to tell my kids – Look, there are certain classes that you're going to need to get your degree, yes. regardless of what you major in, and and quite frankly, if you could get those core classes out of the way for pennies on the dollar, if you take it at your local community college, as opposed to, well, you, you get you get the university experience. I have a friend of mine whose uh, whose daughter is at TC. Two friends of mine whose daughters are at TCU, and and you know they're they're living the sorority life, and they've got all that, but the parents are paying through the <laughs> nose so that somebody could take English 101. I'm pretty certain they teach English 101 <laughs> at the, at the yeah, community at college. At
7: Riverside Community College or wherever yeah. you live, right? And, and that's the thing is that is it expensive then, therefore, because my daughter was a scholarship at Houston. She went all the way through on a scholarship from there to get her J.D. That was not a difficult college experience to pay for because it was free. They did it. You know, they, they gave it to her. But if you just pay out of pocket, I mean, I presume that's what you did, Todd. You just said, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Or how did that work for you financially?
8: Um, I had to sell my soul to the devil to you know, <laughs> otherwise known as student loans. Oh, um, by the way
7: somebody's knocking at the door. He's in a red suit with a pitchfork. Am yes, I, yeah. yes, you know, <laughs> Every time I click
8: my heels together three times and say I summon the the student loan advisor comes over to my house. Um, yeah, so I, I I racked up student loans for a lot for undergrad and then law school as well. And um, I mean that was that, that was kind of the trade-off for me, uh, that was back in the era where the, where your parents can't keep you on your health insurance and all that to the age of 26. And you got all of this. And so for me, early on, my parents stopped, I believe stopped claiming me on their income tax. Um, they stopped claiming me as a dependent when I was 19 years old, 19, 20 years old along in there. And, Uh, Of course, you can only claim up to five kids, and my parents had seven, so I was one of the uh, first ones. I was was one of the leftovers anyway. But the benefit for me in doing that was I was filing my own taxes early on, and so when I went to apply for student loans, mine was the only income they looked at. So I mean, there was no shortage of oh yeah, we'll loan you money and. We'll loan you money. on this naive kid. <laughs> oh, you'll loan us money? You mean I'll get this and I won't have to work? Great. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, well, will you agree to 8% interest? <laughs> sure, sure. Whatever. whatever. That what's that? <laughs> uh, what's interest? <laughs> Nobody's interested in me. I don't even date. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll keep talking a little bit about this. I am curious about, you know, what... It doesn't matter what you major in as long as you have your degree, but there are probably some things you could do to prepare yourself for law school if you had a little bit of foresight. It's just tough because contextually, who knows what you who knows what being a lawyer is going to be like when you're 20 yeah. and stuff? But we also have to get to case or no case. This is uh, Cal. Is this another double
7: point? Double point Saturday and Garrett. For whom are you playing first hour? Fred or Denise? It's your choice.
9: Uh, I'll stick with uh, Fred Rico.
7: Good man. <laughs> stick with the man who signs the big check. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> signs and my then, paycheck.
8: And Cal, uh, we probably don't have enough time to get. I mean, we're only a minute out. You
7: can give yeah, us a tease. We're going as to, to a- talk about the woman who designed all of the little logos and screen icons for the very. First Apple computers, and a little dispute that might have come up over that.
8: Interesting. So we'll do that when we come back, and then we've got a lot to talk about later on, including what I'm just going to call some cases that reminded me of the movie Weekend at Bernie's.
7: (laughs) (laughs) But enough about the presidential campaign.
8: Oh, it was easy. (laughs) Don't go away. We'll be back. With more Radio Law Talk in just a moment.
7: You're listening to Radio Law Talk on many great local radio stations all around the country, coast to coast. And of course, now our streamer's up on RadioLawTalk.com. Wherever you're listening, all we can say is thank you and stay tuned. and people who want your own business and you love food service. We just might have a great opportunity for you, Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you.
3: Call 800-559-6944, 800-559-6944. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-559-6944, 800-559-6944. 800 559 6944.
5: A man from Northern BC says he was fired after saving a moose on his way home from work.
2: Oh, no. Is this real life?
7: Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at Radiolawtalk.com. INFO. Info. Info at Radiolawtalk.com. Saved, say, or fired for saving a moose on his way home from work. He showed up late for work. Yeah, exactly. And and he wasn't supposed to touch a moose. It's Canada. You don't touch a moose in Canada.
8: Yeah, they they probably let him keep the job. But the uh, the story started to unravel when he also claimed (laughs) that there was this flying squirrel that was following the moose around.
7: (laughs) Fan mail from some flounder. Yeah, nothing up my sleeve. (laughs) <laughs> I just, I'm a, I'm a child. I love of, that stuff. I'm right? a child of cartoons. <laughs> Ain't we both. Ain't we all. Ain't we all. Uh, you're also, by the way, Todd, a victim of uh, Case or No Case. Did you know that? Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! Cupertino, California. Susan Kerr is so famous. Very famous, but few of us honestly know why. She designed many a logo for the early computer industry. Apple, IBM, a myriad, uh, even the next computer with Stephen Jobs or whatever that was, a myriad of popular software titles and screens. One day, Susan saw her computer screen on the new Macintosh computer and called Steve Jobs directly and said, Are you ever going to pay me for my work? I got like five bucks a drawing from you. Are you really going to get paid? He said, "Uh, No, not really. Uh, that was enough for Susan. She immediately went to an attorney in San Jose to see if she might have a case or no case against Apple for using her artwork. By the way, she's also had a, uh, an exhibition, an exhibition at a national museum later in her life. So she's she's a pretty famous artist, Susan Kerr. What do you think, Garrett? Let's start with you. Case or no case?
9: Well, you you had mentioned that she got paid five dollars. Is that just you know dicta, or is that did she really get paid five dollars for artwork?
7: I don't know if she actually got the money for 5 bucks, but they offered her 5 They gave her a uh, what's a grid pad, you know, like a, an engineer's grid pad with the little blocks on it. And they said, well, just color that in. That way we can pixelate your art and put it on the screen. Her first one was the square picture of the Macintosh computer that on the boot-up sequence of the early computers that had a face on it. That was one of her first ones. So that's what she did, that kind of early boot-up artwork and stuff like that.
9: Okay, so she, she hasn't gone paid anything. My understanding
7: is they said you know three or five bucks or whatever, and she said, I, I, "Look, I want to get paid. You, you've got millions of these computers. You're selling all kinds of money. What are you going to do about it? Give me some dough."
9: Well, well. So it sounds like they they agreed on some price, three to five bucks. Uh, was there ever a written contract? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Don't know. Um, I think. I think uh, assuming that they had some at least a verbal agreement. Um, I think there's consideration there. There's an offer and acceptance and consideration. She's owed three to five bucks. And so I think the, uh, there's a case, and um, she wins.
7: Okay, so what kind of company would do that to somebody? Todd, what do you think? Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm just cracking
8: up here because, first, he, Garrett used a legal word, dicta. I guarantee you I like
7: that word you can tell he's been in law school just recently (laughs) or too much research I guess
8: so so dicta dicta when you're reading a case that's uh, or an opinion that's written by the court dicta would be sometimes language the court says you know they'll talk about something but it's not controlling it doesn't
9: it's like their opinions, but it, not, not the opinion about the case. Yeah,
8: it's not specific to the case, but they'll, they'll talk about something, but it's not necessarily as persuasive or controlling authority as their actual holding of the case. <laughs> but here you got Garrett analyzing this <laughs> in terms of – we've got offered acceptance, you have consideration, all the elements of typical contract law, and I'm over here going – all right, you know I'm thinking Cal was on the toilet the other day. and he Came <laughs> no, across. I'm
7: thinking, what does Mike Ditka have to do with <laughs> yeah, this? That's, that's... <laughs>
8: yeah, it's just, it's just that, that. for case or no case, there's the legal analysis, and then the often more entertaining. What the heck was Cal thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. when he did this? <laughs> um, but but look, I, I will I will go to um, I will go to. Uh, basic contract principles, I suppose. You know, before Apple took off, I think the only people that really believed that Apple was going to take off were like Steve Jobs and Wozniak. Yeah. And, well, and the it,
7: third partner, they had a third partner that bailed on them. Yeah, The you
8: know, the, sold the, cheap. The, yeah. The, the, yeah. the nerds that were all sitting there in that garage in the South Bay and, and building computers, and, well, I'll be dang, this thing kind of took off. And so, you know, y- you can almost see they go to somebody who's an artist, hey, we need you to make icons. And, and believe me, I, I don't know how much artistic ability it really took to, to make an arrow to follow the mouse around or, or the little the, the look of the disc or a stick figure of a person. You know, I mean, those are pretty basic icons early on. But they, but, need, um, they needed them. Yeah. But, but you wonder if somebody early on is just like, yeah,
0: well,
8: I'll throw you a bone, there you go. And to demand money after the fact, it's like, look... You agreed to provide this stuff to Apple.
7: She also agreed you to know. provide the famous Chicago type face down the road. You know, okay. the big one that was on the Mac. So, so she did a lot of work for them.
8: So I, I think that this is a scenario I'm gonna say it's not a case. I, this is a scenario. But I think, you know, it's it's not necessarily a case that anything got filed. Maybe Apple after the fact decided to throw her a few bones. Um, but I don't think it ever made it to a case, and, and pretty much I think that anything that she did can be considered donated. If you wanted p- payment for it, you should have negotiated that before it happened. Whatever she was given at the time, if it was a couple of bucks, five bucks here, five bucks there— um, A
7: Stanford I, I, sophomore ain't yeah. hip enough to say, "Man, if this brand takes off, I'm going to be making bank." And that's really the story here. Yeah, and she could not foresee how well her artwork would be and, used and, or and, how much.
8: And I don't think she can come back after the fact and say, "Boy, I didn't know it was going to make it big." That's like that's like somebody saying, "Look, you know, I didn't bet on um, this team winning, but if I had known, I would have." Can you still pay me as if I had made the bet?
9: <laughs> well, and so, it sounds like that that Facebook artist you hear about that him? Yeah, yeah. About uh, he uh, drew a Facebook logo in their early days and got stock options, and that was a multi, multi, multi millionaire. Yeah. So it so, could be worth a lot. So I say scenario,
8: but no case. What did you say? Uh, I
9: say uh, case, but she gets you know the bargain
8: for three to five bucks. Okay, and we'll we'll get the answer when we get back after this break.
7: Yeah, can you can you draw a new Apple icon, and what will it pay you? That's the question, right there, isn't it? So we have more, including the answer to case or no case, coming up on Radio Law Talk with Todd and Garrett. Don't go away; the big show continues on this great Saturday. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
6: How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide 800-721-4869 721 4869 that's 800-721-4869 what's your irs problem
5: do you owe back taxes is there a lien placed on your property have your bank accounts been frozen or seized have your wages been garnished are you being audited by the irs Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170,
2: 800-738-0170, 800-738-0170, 800-738-0170.
0: USA News Update. Sources say House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is expected to urge Republicans to back a short-term funding bill with disaster relief that could avert a partial government shutdown. This after Republican lawmakers blocked another stopgap bill yesterday. The U.S. is on the brink of a fourth partial shutdown in the past decade as the chamber has been unable to pass legislation to keep the government funded after tonight. More than 25,000 workers are on strike against Detroit automakers after another 7,000 walked off the job in Illinois and Michigan yesterday. United Auto Workers expanded its strike to put more pressure on Ford, General Motors and Stellantis. The strike is entering its third week. Authorities in Illinois say there are multiple fatalities after a semi-truck carrying toxic anhydrous ammonia overturned and crashed into several vehicles on Highway 40 southeast of Springfield last night, causing some residents to be evacuated. Jeremy Scott, USA News.
6: travel it's that easy so call now and start packing 800-215-5141 800-215-5141 800-215-5141 that's 800-215-5141 Oh 7612 where's fred
2: are you people out of your mind Radio Law Talk. I like that show.
7: Now now it's time for more Radio Law Talk.
8: So so my never-ending quest to try to guess what... what the source of the sound bites are. We, I mean, not the kitty bumps we've had forever, but the others. Uh, are you people out of your mind? That one—that sounds like Joy
7: Bear from The View. Oh, good one. It was Judge Judith Shandlin. Oh, from,
9: okay. All uh, right. Uh, all right. Uh, I have Judge, no idea who you're talking about on anything. Judge Judge Judy. You uh, ever heard? Yeah. Yeah, I know okay. Judge Judy.
7: Don't tell me that wasn't required watching in law school. Come on, man. Oh, yes, because
9: it's so <laughs> accurate and realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, but she's making good money. Oh,
8: dude no kidding i mean <laughs>
7: 22 million a year that's all yeah. that's just, all? Yeah. you know she'll get I mean, by
8: yeah. I, mean, I mean that's almost what i made as a law clerk
7: i was so. just saddened that she <laughs> Minus fired three, bert four zeros. what's that she fired bert for her new show oh oh
9: yeah is that the bailiff yeah fired him it wasn't there some sort of scandal there i don't know what it was i think there was something
8: oh no th- there was there was another one there was another one it was a, it was a big and i saw this one it was uh uh somebody was lecturing one of the like the plaintiff about so and so and and they said look at the bailiff he is you know he's married oh, he has had these right. problems and, that's right. and and the guy goes yeah right. well, he never smiles he doesn't look happy and in the last 6 months that bailiff has been arrested for murdering his spouse
9: yes that's what it's,
8: what it was. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's
7: that's like wise, wow, that, those comments did not age well <laughs> no. this this is, <laughs> uh, this is Explains the unhappiness. All right, so... So,
8: case or no case, Cal, get us to it. Susan
7: Kerr designed a lot of the early artwork for the early Macintosh computers. A lot of it. Uh, In 1982, she was asked to design the typeface and screen elements for Apple, the Chicago typeface, all the icons on the original Macintosh computer. I asked if she went back at them afterward and said, you guys going to pay me or what? And the company said, no, we won't pay you, but we will hire you. And she said, good, I like that more than stock options. It sounds more stable. (laughs) Big (laughs) mistake. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, she got the income and now she has displays all over the country in museums and so on. So yeah, Susan Kerr did fine for herself. Apple uh, did it. There was no case ever filed. So both of you get a couple of points or four points, right?
9: Uh, No, wait, wait. Bob, you get four. You get... Yeah, I I said uh, a case and you should get some money.
7: All right, next time, have you ever been driving down the freeway and a gravel truck showers your car with stones, messing up your paint and your windshield and all of that? That's what our next case or no case is about next hour. Now back to the show, guys. Back to the show. Uh,
8: (laughs) I I shouldn't laugh. I I really, I shouldn't laugh. At. Well, what what if somebody says uh, comedy, uh, tragedy plus time equals comedy? I don't know if there's been enough time (laughs) for it to be comedic, but there's a...
7: (laughs) That's why many comedians say, oh, too soon? (laughs) Too soon? (laughs) Too soon?
8: Uh, (laughs) In Texas, in Texas, there is a mortuary. (laughs) Mortuary is being sued because too, I mean... Couldn't you just see like Abbott and Costello or any two bumbling any of these were was some sophisticated crime going on, but they have the the two bumbling idiots that are always messing it up. Well, um, so a, an individual died in the uh, state of Texas back in twenty twenty one. That happens, and uh, and and the family and he was he was older, sixty nine years old, and the and the family called a. Uh, a a mortuary to come and uh, pick up the body and they sent over another mortuary to pick up the body and they sent two younger individuals and the, the the claim i believe of the son was that the two individuals came um they went in they took the body they put it up on the gurney or stretcher or whatever and they wheeled it out and i think they had to negotiate some stairs uh, they wheeled it out. The the sun closes the door, and after closing, I think this is a key fact, because it's a lack of actual witness of what happened. Closes the door after closing the door. Here's a Dun, thump, thump, thump thump, <laughs> thump, thump, followed by a bunch of other thumps. I oh, do no. <laughs> It's like, well, he fell. Oh, he's down now. Let's just drag <laughs> him down the steps. You, ding, 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 all the way down. Like Home Alone. Yes. At, at which point the he the the sun looks out the window and claims that he sees one of the two individuals hunkering over the body, trying to protect it so other people can't see, and trying to get some sort of covering over the body. And, and, and when they went to, I, I believe it was the funeral, they noticed, the family noticed that there was... Uh, dents and bruising. D- yeah, dents and bruising, which I thought was wow interesting. How can it bruise after the guy's deceased, Todd? See, that was, what, that, that was what Garrett and I get the dent. See, it's smart. If they had said bumps and bruising, I'd say no way. Yeah. Because a bump would be the body's process of, of protecting the area and stuff when that's not going to happen, so you'd have a dent. But the bruising is what was uh, concerning to me about the claim of the plaintiffs because, you know— Bruising is, bruising is the, uh, the bruising that you see is the body actually moving, you've got broken capillaries and stuff, and it's the e- oozing out of the blood and sending blood to the areas, which all takes, in my estimation, blood pressure in a order for that heart. to happen. A beating heart. And, and blood pressure, which is caused by a beating heart. Yeah. Uh, but if the heart's not beating, there's no blood pressure.
9: There's still blood in, in in the veins and arteries that could not necessarily spew out and talk a bruise so quick, but ooze out. I guess. Yeah. Maybe it, not a lot. Big bruising. I don't know. Maybe it's a bad makeup job.
8: That was the other thing is if there was bruising, you'd think that the uh, the, mortuary. Think that the
9: mortuary would be.
8: I mean, look if they can make a Kardashian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Look! Look the way they look. I just get out the spackle you know, They didn't fill in any dents uh,
9: <laughs> Were you about to say Get out the spackle the I spackle.
8: mean they do
7: that stuff All the time They use a material Called mortician's wax They do it all the time They're very good at it God bless morticians They provide a great service But man This is a tough case So, we, I, yeah. so
8: when you go to Your mortician And the mortician says yeah, We can also uh, wax the body oh, They're yeah. talking about Filling in holes <laughs> right, Exactly They're not getting them Ready for the no beach buffing, Or anything Just waxing <laughs> Yes So uh, anyway Anyway, here's the deal. Here's the deal. the The mortuary is now being sued for a million bucks, a million dollars. And and what what is the what's the primary cause of action in a case like this? I mean, it's not it's not damages for injury or anything because because the dude was dead. What is, what's the primary uh, cause of action? It has to be emotional damage, right, yeah. to the family. It's it's the the negligent infliction of emotional distress and and to a certain extent I suppose they could try to do intentional infliction of emotional distress that's a hard one those are hard ones and I, I do not I, rem, I, I don't remember a lot from law school because uh, it was so long ago but I do remember that for an intentional infliction of emotional distress claim there's very few times very difficult to get but one of them is in the handling of the deceased by mortuaries they're the they're the one that is the, uh, you know, the most prone to be subject to that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it's, it's because it usually arises in a case when a mortuary cuts corners and the family finds out about it, and, oh, my gosh, what did you do with the body? Yeah, they yeah. get in a hurry, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so, Garrett, would you take yeah. that
7: case? Uh, probably not. Todd, would you?
8: Uh, yeah, it, no, no, it would be
9: uh, It's a hard sell.
7: Yeah,
8: it's, it's – look, it's not that there's no – the case wouldn't be warranted anything. It's not that there's no cause of yeah. action there. It's just um, – it is pretty tough. For me, the biggest thing is this gap between what actually happened and what they think happened. And then this – look, I approach things from a prosecutor's standpoint – you know, when the, when the two guys got there and picked up the body, it was already covered. They took it out, and now they're claiming that the bruises that were observable on the body must have happened after the, uh, after the body f- allegedly fell over. Well, from a defense standpoint, I'm looking at that going, wait a minute. If those bruises were there, they were there before and you're claiming it was after so that you can avoid any liability for what happened because now, I mean if they're if they're fixing his body and they find bruising all over the place, somebody could look at that and say did this have anything to do with the cause of death and how were you treating grandpa before he died? Yeah, sounds an elder abuse issue.
7: And the bruises are not necessarily impact. There are some diseases that, when the blood settles in the body, it leaves discoloration. So they could have come from all kinds of places. Yeah. that's a I good mean, point.
8: That that's a, that's a tough one. But you know, we'll see. It. We'll, we'll see if that one comes back on our radar later on. The
7: lawsuit's just getting started.
8: Don't go away. We're uh, got more radio law talk after this.
7: You are listening to Radio Law Talk on many outstanding radio stations all across America, of course, and many of you on RadioLawTalk.com, and we thank you for doing so. We'll be right back with much more Radio Law Talk after we break away. You turn on Radio Law Talk. Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk
5: 800-738-0170 800-738-0170 800-738-0170 800-738-0170
6: best window replacement prices in town get your new windows patio doors and more from the window replacement hotline get ready for the change in weather save on your energy bills call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home call the window replacement hotline now 800-710-3739 800-710-3739 800-710-3739 that's 800-710-3739
7: Round up the usual suspects
2: If you pay my fee I'll take your case
7: Time to get back to Radio Law Talk On radiolawtalk.com And on your favorite radio station
8: Alright I'm feeling old Feeling old Cal I I, I made a reference to a movie (laughs) Garrett looked at me like uh, what's that? Uh, so, Cal, you're familiar with the movie Weekend at Bernie's? Of course. Okay. This is the one where, what's the basic plot? The, the
7: premise is they haul around a dead guy, making people think he's alive so they can party at his house.
8: Yeah, and and, and kind be, of
7: a frat movie. And, and people
8: yeah, people see him, and they've got him dressed up, and it's all the all the shots of others. Anybody they want him to see alive, as long as it's far away, they can like prop up his hand and make <laughs> him wave and do stuff. But the funny thing is, like one of the funny things are all the crazy stuff that happens to the body, like when it falls off a balcony or gets catapulted or stuff like that. They bring him, oh, Bernie's okay, <laughs> you know, and, and but he's really he, he's really dead, and and not dead yet. Yes, uh, Monty Python, (laughs) bring out your dad, I'm not like to go for a walk. You're not fooling anyone.
7: Um,
8: Okay, so (laughs) there's a hospital that is being accused of of having a weekend at Bernie's moment. (laughs) And and, and the moment here is... At a hospital? Yes, uh, apparently a, a surgery had been performed on the, the as the as the family alleges and looking at medical records and comparing time of death on medical records versus time of death on the official death certificate and and so this this woman went in for a procedure
9: and and she died okay she was supposedly healthy and, and yeah. it can be routine if you can call any surgery routine
7: yeah they were doing a a valve replacement via a catheter and that is Pretty complex, but it's still routine. We require special training, but it is routine. Yeah.
8: And so, 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 due to complications or what have you, she she was on life support. So the family saw thought. And so the family comes in at uh, what was it? Family comes in right around three o five p.m. on the day in question. Right. They they come in and the family makes the decision to to to. Take this woman off of life support, and she dies, and that is the time of death is listed on the, listed on the death certificate. But, Garrett, what's the anomaly here as it relates to the time of death?
9: Well, the, the, the operative report apparently says she died two hours earlier, and they have her listed as being, well, they, they claim that she was, quote-unquote, fake dead. For those two hours i don't know what that means or sorry fake alive yeah fake alive so the medical records
8: say she died at one and so the family is now claiming that this hospital came propped her up made her made her look fake alive you know alive but maybe hooked up to the machines with the okay so this stuff is still working but that they made her look fake alive so that the family could come in and make a determination to terminate life support when life support wasn't needed because she died two hours earlier
7: that's just bad, in my opinion. I mean, I mean, if, if those facts stand, that is just not really good at all.
8: You know, I, I'm wondering, well, did they come in and, and on life support? Did they come in, and, and was there a machine that showed? Uh, you know, did they get the typical, well, despite the fact that you can you know hear the, the breathing apparatus for her and you see a heartbeat, she is brain dead, there is no brain activity. If that was the case, were they playing the heartbeat on a loop? They uh, must have, because she or, had
7: no heartbeat. Her heart failed after that surgery. Or did yeah. they
8: have some nurse? Do do, do do, Hi, do do, some nurse do do. hidden underneath <laughs> with... Okay, we're just going to put... that We're, <laughs> we're going to put this up to your wrist... <laughs> And, oh, uh, you know, it, it, you know they, they come, oh, she can't be dead. Why? Well, because when we walked in the room. The nurse got nervous when people come in the room. <laughs> <laughs> the heart rate, rate sped <laughs> up, so she knew we were here. No, no, dang it.
7: <laughs> I mean, the ventilator will make her chest go up and down no matter what. I mean, you know, the, well, the breathing will appear that it's happening from the ventilator. But no heart? How could they do that? And I suspect, Todd, that somebody somewhere said, uh, they're lying on this paperwork. Somehow this came to light. I mean, the, don't you think that there was some kind of what's the word we're looking for? They say in government when a guy comes out and tells tales out of school, whistleblower, a whistleblower, yeah,
9: yeah, yeah. That, that could be. Well, I think that part of it is they thought the doctor was trying to cover something up, and the doctor supposedly wasn't qualified to do this this type of operation. He had a bunch of complaints, and I don't know how he got you know credentials to to operate there. If that's the case, at a at a hospital. Um, but I think that, that's kind of what triggered the, um, the investigation into the doctor that performed this operation. Oh, yeah, yep. the,
7: the doc wasn't qualified for that procedure is what you're saying? Well, yeah. That, that would yep. be a big
9: deal. Could be. Yeah.
8: It, it could also be, shocker, a mistake in the medical record. No. Like, like some, it, this, here's a, here's a big instance when it happens. You get somebody that declares time of death. Let's say the time of death was 3.05 and somebody decides to use military time. Well, it's time of death, uh, 1505 hours. That, well, that's 305. Or that's, that's 305 is 1505 hours, right? Um, but then you got somebody that doesn't really know military time. Okay, what well, was it, 1505? Do you subtract that? And they write down one instead of, instead of 305 because they, they converted the military time wrong, right? I, I read not too long ago, I, met, I read a medical record. <laughs> this this was hilarious. This is the the time, I call it the time travel MRI,
7: <laughs>
8: because I read a medical record that was written in February of like 2021, and in the medical record that was dictated by the doctor in February of 2021, the doctor says, I reviewed the MRI that the patient brought with them to the medical procedure... The MRI that was performed June 15th, 2021. Mm. How did you review a June MRI... Of twenty twenty in February of twenty twenty one. I mean did you watch Inception and (laughs) decide Hey Matthew McConaughey, if you're still there, tell me what the MRI says, you know?
7: Would somebody be covering for this doc, or how could this have happened inside a hospital like this? This this just concerns me. You know, it sounds like there's some kind of little plot to cover for the doc, or to make sure the hospital doesn't get sued for causing a mortality on a fairly routine procedure. I don't know. What do you think? It seems kinda of weird to me. Very weird.
9: Yeah. If 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 the facts are true and they really did let's just assume the medical record's correct and they really did put time of death at one o'clock and then three hours later, you know, or two hours later they have the family come in and, you know, take them off life support, I think that's a huge issue. Yeah. Um th- you know that's assuming that's True, but I've always been told, you know, change the facts, I'll change my answer.
8: See, And and we were were talking a little bit ago about
9: how difficult it is
8: to get an intentional infliction of emotional distress claim. I think those facts would be one that that may give rise to it, because if you knew she was dead at one, and then you did all of this—
7: Shenanigans. that
8: apparently. that's why that wasn't negligence. you intentionally yep. did all of this to bring a family in, and you you intended to do all of that, and the likelihood that the family's going to find out is pretty high yeah and and you know how distressing it would be as a family member to think you know now you have to make this decision, do I pull the plug or not yeah and, that's- and, and so uh so it's it's like i.
7: I don't know. If the facts hold, it's disgusting. If they're not, then something. To, I mean, somebody somewhere came up with a plan. <laughs> I know. Let's just make them, Let's just pretend she's alive. They'll never figure it out. Yeah. Somebody came up with that plan and, and thought that was. It's like a bad plot in a Lucille Ball comedy, except for the death part. You know. I mean, a dumb plan, right?
8: And and, and one of those one of those things where y- you make the reference to the bad plot in the movies almost every time. Almost every time I was watching the, uh, the sit, not, not the sitcom, but the show Suits. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which uh, drives me nuts from the legal inaccuracies, but I'm watching that. And almost every plot in that show was, you know, as uncomfortable as it would have been, telling the truth in that scenario would have always, almost always been the better option and would have led to a lot less pain than what you're experiencing right now.
9: Well, they gotta have. They always have dirt on someone, so they can blackmail them. Because that's how accurate law is. Yes, yes. You always
8: have to do that. Uh, What are other ones? Uh, We've shifted from the dead body to suits now. But the other one. uh, Oh, the judge called the other side. The other side went to the judge and got the trial moved up to tomorrow. Oh yes. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh really? There's no discovery protocol to discover. Look, the incident happened a week ago. How are we already in trial? Yeah. All right, so we're through hour number one. Come back for hour number two and three. If we don't if we're not on your radio station, you can go over to radiolawtalk.com and pick things up for us. And if you have any contribution or want to you know, chime in on something, you can hit us at one 855 529 7234
7: That's 1-855-LAW Radio. Stay tuned. As Todd said, Radio Law Talk continues at six minutes after the next hour. All you have to do is stay tuned wherever you're listening, either to your many local radio stations that they carry the show, or if not, at RadioLawTalk.com. We'll be back.